Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome again to Growing in Grace. Great having you along with us. My name is Mike Kapler. Uh, my friend Joel Brzezicki is with me once again, as is usually the case. And we want to say uh, thanks again for listening because uh, we just appreciate the opportunity to be able to uh, converse and, and uh, just kind of have some informal fellowship here uh, centered around the gospel of Jesus Christ. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to um, enlighten your uh, thought process a little bit when it comes to the gospel I think we were talking last week, Joel, about the more we learned, the less we knew. Well, hopefully when we're done today, people will know even less than when we started. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Well, it's great to talk with you. Uh, Cap, I call you Cap. Uh, your name is Mike Kapler, and of course, for years you've been known as the Cap, so it's good to get together and rep with the Cap every week. Didn't you used to have a show called that? And, you know, I did. It was a talk show on, on Christian radio. We called it Ramp with the Cap, and we would usually take very controversial subjects. And then you would tell everybody what you know. <laughs> and it wasn't very much, although, I, like I said, I think back then I thought it was quite a bit. And I would not want to listen to those audio tapes again. <laughs> so if anybody has them, let's burn them quickly. It's um, <laughs> probably what we'll be saying about our show in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, that means we're getting better, I think. And so, um, well, Joel, uh, we were talking over the last couple of programs about um, our church and, and what it means to some people and, and maybe some of the areas where we as, as a, a group of believers need to improve on and different things like that. Um, maybe some of the shortcomings that we've had as as a as a church, and I don't mean just churches on the corner, but we believers as a whole gathered together. We're really the church, we the people. Um, so let's continue that thought uh, process here for a little bit longer, and because some things uh, during the last program or so we we touched on, but we didn't get into a lot of detail on them. For example, one thing I mentioned was um, pastors and ministers equipping uh, the believers in the church to, to do the work of the ministry. Um, let's touch on that. It's a passage from the book of Ephesians. And um, now, I don't want to get down on, on pastors and things like that. This, um, there there seems to be some things in, in my experience in the church, and I grew up in the, in the church and have been involved in various different denominations and have been under various teachings. And I, I guess I've seen some things that... I'm not so sure um, are, are acts of you know God's grace working in people. But th- this verse in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians four, to each uh, each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift, and then down to verse eleven. And he gave himself he gave he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And I certainly do not claim that I know the, the vast array of duties or responsibilities that should be included in pastors and teachers, evangelists, prophets, and all that. Um, but some of the things that I've seen, <laughs> I, I, I think that I could truly say, are not what a pastor should be. In some churches, uh, the authority given to some of these people, they even claim this authority for themselves, I think has gone too far. I've got a friend, uh, for example, who has, he's got some disagreements with some of the 
things the leadership and his church are doing and that they're allowing to happen. And I think it's great if, you know, if, if he has a disagreement, as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's, that's fine. But he's afraid to bring these things up with them, not because he fears them. He thinks that by simply disagreeing with these people who he believes to have godly authority over him, he's coming against, quote, God's anointed. It seems he fears like the wrath of God's going to come upon him if he, if he even speaks his mind about what he thinks. What you know, whether these whether these you know complaints are legitimate or not, he's he's afraid because he thinks God will come down on him for even disagreeing with a pastor. And that's just it's it's a sad place to be that the very church that uh, you know the very pastors that should be edifying him, equipping him for the work of the ministry, for edi- you know helping him to be edified in the body of Christ, have him and the members of this particular church under such tight wraps that, no, I don't see how growth can happen in that situation. Sometimes you've got well-meaning pastors who become victims of a religious system, you know, and and it gets handed down from uh, generation to generation, like so many things that that really kind of make the Word of God to no effect sometimes, certain traditions and and different things that can cause more harm than good in some cases. And I think there's a lot of well-meaning uh, men and women of God out there who who get caught up with either some uh, erroneous teaching or just like I said that that sometimes the religious system as a whole that sort of brings people down this whole issue of control I think in some cases and again this is not a slam against pastors we're on your side here okay <laughs> but I, I think as a whole sometimes the the system advocates that that pastors need to have control of their people. I remember one time in a staff meeting, uh, we were talking about uh, the book of Romans and some of the things uh, that we in the grace movement would be teaching out of the book of Romans that uh, many of us have either heard or read either through Steve McVeigh's books or someplace else. And somebody spoke up and said, well, a lot of pastors are afraid to teach that because they're afraid that their congregation will just do whatever they want. Well, the answer to that is bingo. <laughs> uh, we're free in Christ. And yes, the, the grace of the gospel, sometimes it will expose people's hearts. But see, there's this need to, sometimes, sometimes there's this need in the ministry uh, to feel a certain amount of authority and control over people, which will really hinder them and, and keep them from experiencing true grace and freedom in Jesus Christ. I think, you know, my life was, was probably like... Uh you know, can go along with that in that when when I felt that I had to be under the control or the authority of of others, or or I guess I should say when I felt that they thought they had to have authority over me, I, my life was stagnant, and all I could focus on was the wrong things that I was doing. All that I could focus on was how I never could measure up to what they and their so-called authority have put me under, thinking that I have to do these things or I'm not going to be a good Christian. And it wasn't until I realized that the true reasons for God gifting people as pastors and teachers is, was, is to equip me so that I can go out into the world and share this wonderful message of Christ so that I can be edified along with the body of Christ. They're not there, pastors and teachers are not there to keep people under control. They're there to equip us to equip, to equip the rest of us to go out into the world and share this this wonderful good news. And I was so freed up there. And I myself wondered, okay, now that I'm walking in this grace thing, am I going to 
am I going to use this as license? Am I, am I going, you know, I feared this. I really feared stepping out into grace. I, and I think it's probably because of what I'd been taught along the lines of what you were talking about, Cap, that uh, this teaching might lead some people to just go out and do whatever they want. But once I stepped out into God's grace and I pictured myself, I remember it, picturing myself like I was standing on a cliff and just, I was scared, but I eventually, I just jumped off this cliff and I landed in, I, I'm, you know, I'm just now floating in, in God's grace and, and it's His power. It's, it goes against the laws of nature that is keeping me, that has kept me in this grace and has kept me in the body of Christ as opposed to what I can do to keep myself walking right. Well, many of us have, have been victims of, of legalistic, uh, religious gunk <laughs> stuff, um, garbage in some cases, and, and pastors are not immune to that. They can also, maybe even more so, get caught up in that religious, legalistic system that, that causes more harm than good sometimes. Um, uh, a good example, Joel, would be uh, Steve McVeigh. Uh, if anybody is familiar with, with Grace Walk and, and, and Steve's story, he was a dedicated Baptist pastor. And I think, you know, really had all the intentions of trying to do everything right, but sort of became a, a victim of, of a legalistic system. And um, we're all familiar with this story. I don't have to go into it right now. But he came into a revelation of God's grace, and it changed not only his, his own personal life, but I think his, his whole perspective on ministry in general. And um, and that's a little bit about what we're talking about. So we don't want to come across as, as being somebody who's knocking the uh, the ministry or, or people who are involved in, in uh, you know, being pastors and so forth. It's just a, a matter of seeing people freed up. And, and it starts in order for the believers to be equipped properly. Uh, the grace of the gospel, the revelation of the gospel... Uh, needs to be um, needs to be unfolded, I think, and brought to life in the hearts of the pastors, so that they can properly equip people like you and me to go out and do the work of the ministry. And so, on the other side of the coin, you know, I, I think both you and I have run into um, many situations in our lives now where where we've had the, the I guess the privilege of being under, so to speak, of of receiving the teachings of of those who have who have uh, come to know the grace of God and who have appropriated it in their lives and uh, who know what they're talking about and, and who do equip us and who are kind of cheerleaders for us, sending us out into the world. And yet, indeed, no matter what kind of pastor we're talking about, we don't want to come down because, Cap, you and I, everyone listening, we're all just as prone to getting, you know, sucked into some of the wrong things. So we're just really trying to just talk some of these things out. We're not coming down on anybody today. Well, you're absolutely right, because hey, we're all working this out. We're all trying to, you know, figure out what's right and what's wrong, and we're all at different places, and nobody has a patent on the on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, it is fun to talk about it and to encourage each other, and uh, whether you're somebody who's been uh, hurt by some sort of a church experience, or maybe you're a pastor who who has come uh, out of legalism and into grace, or maybe you're somebody who's still just trying to put it all together and figure out what's right and what's wrong. We're just here to encourage you that, that God loves you, and no matter where you think you've failed, no matter what you think you've done wrong or what you haven't done uh, that, that you thought you should, 
um, you can start brand new today. You can start fresh. You're, you're renewed in Christ day by day. And, and it, it's not so much about what we do, but what he has already done and what he will do through us. He came to live his life inside us, and that's what matters. Paul said that my, you know, what matters is Christ in me. That's my hope of glory. It's not, it's not me. It's not Christ out there in the, in, you know, out in the, out in space somewhere. It's Christ coming to indwell me and live inside me. That's my hope. That's, that's what everything, uh, in, in the present and in eternity hinges on is, is Christ in me and, and getting to know him, getting to grow in, in his grace and, and in the knowledge of him is a, is a wonderful thing, wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, so no matter what your experience, good or bad, God can, can turn it all into good if you'll just give him a chance. Um, sometimes we, we hold grudges, and sometimes we, we have grudges with other people uh, or bad experiences that we've had with other people, and we hold them against the Lord. And I would just encourage you not to do that because he's, he's really the best friend that you'll ever have. And so whether you're in full-time ministry or you're just somebody who wants to know more about God, uh, we're just here to let you know that he's on your side, he's your friend, uh, he loves you unconditionally, and uh, you need to remember that, especially during those times of trial and struggle. We're out of time for this one, Joel. Well, I appreciate uh, both uh, Cap and I appreciate everybody listening in. If you do uh, want to get a hold of us, um, we have a website up. It's graceroots.org, grace, R-O-O-T-S, dot org. And uh, there's a way to get a hold of us through that. But the website isn't much, but it's just a way to get a hold of us if you want to. And we thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.